The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention the machine. Holy shit, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. It has been a minute. We have had winter storms, we have had Christmas, we have had New Year's, we have had road trips and COVID, and today it's a, actually a sunny day in the city. We got some birds chirping, we're in the garage. It's actually about 40 degrees and the heater's not on. Yeah, it's amazing. And we're back with episode 13, Fictional Mantras. Or is it mantras? It's mantras. I would hate to, you should have done, we should have done fictional uh, mantises. Oh, well, they'll be down the road. <laughs> if, we, if we get some requests. What's your favorite mantis? Um, good question. Mine's the black superhero from the 90s. Ah, yes, the guy who couldn't walk. <laughs> mantis. So, the reason we're doing this episode, because we had, an, as we always do, a random conversation about mantras and stuff, and how some of the fictional ones can actually apply to real life. So here we go. Yeah, why would we just limit ourselves to one form of media? Like, exactly. Like the written word. It is our podcast. We do as you want. And yeah. if you happen to be along for the ride, <clears throat> then so be it. Yeah, so we're talking fictional mantras. So mm-hmm. uh, up first, we got the uh, the Matrix trilogy. Mm-hmm. The Matrix trilogy. The first one especially kind of rocks people's worlds a little bit, but there's some good nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Such as choice. The problem is choice. It's always that way. How do you interpret that, though, Joel? You ever go to Five Guys? Mm, yes. They have the hamburger and the small hamburger. Mm-hmm. And they've got hot dogs. they got like five things on their menu. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to order something. You go to Baskin-Robbins, they got 31 flavors. You have to try the flavor sometimes to figure out what you want. Because there's so many choices, you're overwhelmed. So the problem actually is the choice. The problem isn't the isn't actually doing something it's picking what, you, what to do and like a, an analysis paralysis type of situation but yep. to lose the surge protector there <clears throat> yeah i don't remember <coughs> i guess how that was defined in the movie though it's, i think that was that the uh the architect saying that yes the reason why they had to have the one well because they were saying it was they made a utopia and everything was happy and it just fell apart because mm-hmm. we're, we're too dumb to enjoy everything yeah that's an uh an alan watts thing he talks about that if you were an omnipotent being after a little while one of the first things you would do is you would have to introduce some randomness to mm-hmm. be able to keep yourself excited well they're also saying Gordon Peterson was talking about that if we had a utopia we just break it because we, we have to do something mm-hmm. make it interesting make it exciting mm-hmm We'd lose our minds. Speaking of minds, Woo. you have to let it all go, Neo. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. Free your mind. Yeah. That's when he jumps off the building. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nobody makes the first jump. <laughs> if, they did, if they did, well, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, let it all go. So all these things that are holding you back, usually fear, doubt, disbelief, they're things that are... Uh, you know, stoicism again, we can talk about what we can control, mm-hmm. and those are things that we don't need. They don't have, have any purpose. I've been on a Jordan Peterson kick the past couple of weeks, as you know. Yeah. And one of the things he was talking about was when they talk with people who have fear, a lot of people say, like, oh, let's make a safe space so that we can be safe. What they actually do is they break down your fear into small pieces so you can conquer the small pieces. And as you get more confident, confidence breaking down these pieces, 
You conquer your fear. Those are the leaves, my friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking the uh, the small approach to getting over your fear instead of trying to avoid it altogether. You eventually just got to confront it, however small it possible, and however many steps it takes. But you can do, you can you can break things down pretty tiny. Yeah, like I said, the, the whole free your mind thing. It's kind of funny because like one of my favorite stories is Steve Wise and Steve Jobs. Well, uh, Jobs took a job from Atari to reducing the number of chips on a board, and they said it was impossible. And he's like, well, for every chip you reduce, we'll give you $100. So he walked over to Steve Watson, and he's like, hey, Steve, can you get this done? Didn't tell him it was impossible. until he was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. <laughs> he did it. They made, like, I think $10,000 or something like that. Nice. So... Yeah, I think sometimes that's just the, uh, it's the, the idea in there. Like, um... <clears throat> I always like the story of the guy that broke the first four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thought it was impossible until he did it, and then within like a year of him doing it, all, all kinds of other people started doing it because mm-hmm. they knew it was possible suddenly. But my my favorite thing is why is it impossible? What's that piece that makes it impossible? Yeah, is it impossible or is it unlikely? Mm-hmm. Impossible is a lie. Neo, sooner or later, you're going to realize, just as I did, that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. I like this one because this is this this goes into like the path, the warrior's way, and all that sort of thing. And, and a lot of the times, we we know the right thing to do, but we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And we think we're righteous just because we know right from wrong. But mm-hmm. are we really actually being righteous? Mm-hmm. Are we doing the things we're supposed to be doing? Are we are we walking the walk and talking the talk, or are we just talking? Exactly. The other thing too is like, like for example, I know I should I should be biking every day to keep myself in, in shape, <laughs> but I just don't care because it's so cold outside, and it's just like I know the right thing to do. I'm watching my scale fluctuate up and down, up and down. Like I know how to fix this. Yeah, just need to burn a couple thousand calories a day and I'll be fine. <laughs> or just don't eat those couple of thousand calories. That's another way. Or I could actually skip that third meal I've been doing. <laughs> <clears throat> Skip the third meal, but not the third rail. <clears throat> no, there's, there's, there's that too. But that's kind of. I, it's funny when you're doing that sort of thing. How you can, you can count the excuses in your head. Like you know the voices that are making the excuses, and there's another voice that's telling you that it's all bullshit, <laughs> and you're full of it. But you're just, you're just too good at justifying to yourself that it's okay to not do it. Well, Jordan Peterson was also saying that the smart, <laughs> the smart people, the worst ones, because they can always, they can always justify why they're doing what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah i was like the, the way forrest gump was when it came to things like that it's like trump or gump why did you put that gun together so fast and he's like because you told me to sir it's like <laughs> just that simple like i'm just gonna do it exactly as fucking instructed exactly <laughs> you can't be mad at that <laughs> which that should have been on the list here <clears throat> you have been done here no you've been wait you have been done there down there, I should say. Oh, you've been down there. You know that road. You know exactly where it ends. And I know that not where you want. And I know that's not where you want to be. Yeah, I should <laughs> stop reading that. Yeah, this is the part when Trinity's convincing Neo to come with her in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He gets the choice to get out of the car, which he knows where that leads. He knows that goes back to his normal life, or he can go with her and see something new. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have that, those moments where we're making the same mistake over and over again and we know exactly where it goes. And mm-hmm. There's that moment where you make that decision. Well, that's like when we meet up for doing the podcast for our Friday lunches. 
I'll let you pick where we're going to lunch because I'll pick the same damn place every damn time. I'm t- so tired of picking where to eat. <laughs> Somebody should make an app for that. <laughs> but, like, now I know I like bento boxes. I know I like noodle head. Like, there's all these new places I can go now that I know I like. We went to the taco place a couple weeks ago, and I discovered the trick of putting a soft shell on a hard shell. That's a huge game changer. <laughs> that is a game changer. Make it a little crunchy, but... The hard shells don't just disintegrate on you. Well, they disintegrate, but they got something to hold them together. Uh-huh. And not just my hand. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta put some extra fortification on that taco. <laughs> I've gotten really good at holding a taco falling apart without it crushing it. <laughs> it's like that egg test for robots. Can you pick up the egg? <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard and boiled. <clears throat> Our next book slash movie, no book slash TV show, is Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, and I, I read that book fucking 20 years ago. I've read that book like three, I've read the trilogy like at least three times. I don't know if I ever read the third one. Oh, the third one's good. <laughs> but in Netflix true fashion, they had the show on for two seasons and then it canceled it. Yeah. That's why somebody made the joke that they should have uh, given Corona control of coronavirus to Netflix because we had only had two seasons mm-hmm. of it. Instead of- so basically they thought a younger version of him out and he's going to fight himself. So, it's great. Anyway, get to the next screen. So, what does that mean, Joel? So, in the book, he's being tortured in virtual. And basically, they keep redigitizing him and basically killing him over and over again. And, like, there's nothing he can really do to, like, escape it. So, the one monster that his instructor taught him was get to the next screen. Doesn't matter what happens, you just gotta get to the next screen. Yeah, I was listening to um, a Jocko podcast yesterday where he was talking to a Navy SEAL, and the Navy SEAL was talking about his first time through, like, BUDS and all the training, and he was saying how he failed it the first time, and one of the reasons why he failed it was he was trying to take Hell Week as one big chunk instead of taking it as the smaller chunks that it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, you start thinking about just get through the night, just get to the next mm-hmm. hour, just then you get to the point where you're like, just get taking that, take the next step forward. Mm-hmm. Which coincidentally goes along with the... Yeah. Um, well, that's like when I, go, when I was going biking during the summer. And then some mornings I get, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <clears throat> well, you've been doing one mile a day, so let's do a mile. You get to the mile. Well, I guess I can do two miles. And then sometimes when I'm biking, I'll put on some music. And next thing I know, I'm like, I beat a personal record. I beat a personal record again. Next <laughs> thing I know, I'm five miles up. I'm like, well, damn, I got out here a lot faster than I'm supposed to. Well, I got to go back now. <laughs> That's always a weird thing. It's like the days when you don't feel like working out or when you end up having personal bests happen. Mm-hmm. Like that happens to me when I don't feel like lifting weights or whatever. And I'll be feeling pretty good once I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, let's add five more on the bar and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. Sometimes your body says, okay, now here's your punishment. <laughs> sometimes my tendons say, hey, buddy, we're a little old. <laughs> Next. The human eye is a wonderful device. With little effort, it can fail to see even the most glaring injustice. <laughs> yeah, uh, turning the blind eye. That's a that's an, uh, an old classic there. Mm-hmm. It, it amazes me how, like, the same person does the same thing get two different outcomes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, everyone brings their own prejudices to the table. But mm-hmm. There's that, and there's... Um, yeah. This one's kind of self-explanatory, I think. Mm-hmm. Reality is so flexible these days, it's hard to tell who's disconnected from it and who isn't. You might even say it's a pointless distinction. Got squirrels. Yeah. Or raccoons. Be, if, it's a, if it's a daytime, so if it's a raccoon, we better be ready. 
So it's funny because I was talking to somebody about this the other day. About I, I read, it, I saw a quote somewhere explaining about reality and how reality is very malleable. Mm-hmm. And if you keep pushing on reality, it will start. It will start to bend. Well, at some point, you can't bend reality anymore. And the problem with that is, if, for example, oh well, I don't like doing X, so you keep avoiding X. Well, I don't like doing Y. You start, you start avoiding all the stuff, and you make this little bubble where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then you run into something where X happens, and you don't know how to react to it. Because you've been just avoiding it the whole time, or ignoring it. Yeah, there was a, there was a guy I saw on TikTok, and he was talking about the luckiest person he ever met in his life was... Um, <clears throat> I think I think this goes into the world. we're living in a simulation type matrix thing again. But he was saying the guy was lucky, and he noticed what the guy did was every time something seemed like a coincidence was happening, he went along with it, and through that he wound up having like incredible luck in life, just because he was like he found he found a rule to reality that worked for him. Mm-hmm. Well, like my dad the other day, the the power went out, and he has a backup generator. Well, it's been bugging him lately that the backup generator doesn't run everything. So you can't run the air conditioner, you can't run the garage. And mom was like, you don't really need a bigger generator. So he went out looking for one. <laughs> Nobody had anything in stock. The closest one he get was in Illinois, but they would just drop it off at the driveway. Like, they wouldn't, like, bring it into the driveway. It's weird. And in this in this weather, we don't know if we're another storm. So if you get this giant generator ship and they put it in front of the driveway, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kept, like, well, from what you're telling me, you don't need a new generator because you can't get one. <laughs> I keep trying to remind myself everything happens for a reason. Like, all this stuff you go through, like, it's, well, actually, it pulls into Doom. Because the one part of the Doom I love is how he talks about how, like, all this training is for this one moment. Mm-hmm. All those hours of training, I can now do this flawlessly. Yeah. Well, and that's what that goes into the whole martial arts thing where people are talking about, you're, you're training for this one, for this fight that you're probably never going to get into. But it's like... <clears throat> It might never happen, but if it does happen, you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's better to be ready than not. Mm-hmm. One of the projects I worked on, it was great. The one guy was like, you would understand this. And he tells me, he's like, oh. And I explained my project. It was exactly what he was doing. It was just a, a different data set. And all of a sudden, he went from, oh, you wouldn't understand it. Oh, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> what you just said, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. There was a, a quote that I heard recently that I liked. It was... um. Uh, damn, how'd it go now? Um, if it goes into the whole idea of why do you notice the problems you notice again? And oh, it no. was um, not it, that, not that again. <laughs> it was um, God is giving you the the problem. God, it was something like God is giving you the problem to teach you something, or God is giving you making the problem so you can solve it. It's something, something like that. I completely botched that the fuck up. This is what happens when you don't do podcasts for four weeks. You get stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Dune, fear is the mind killer. Everyone loves this quote. Yep. And now they've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary because when you have, no, like I tell, I was talking to someone the other day, like when it comes to me doing stuff, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll figure anything out. I'm working with the group and I start working on the solution. Like you're in this helicopter. Quick, Joel. Cue up some Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have that ready to go every time we hear the helicopter. 
Either that or the MASH theme. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> the problem with not having a soundproof garage. <laughs> that and the screams. <laughs> so, what was I talking about? Fears the Mind Killer. Projects. Group oh. projects. So, when we're going on a group project... Damn leaves. <laughs> when I'm working on a group project and people start questioning what I'm doing, it shuts my brain down. I'm like, well, what if I'm doing this wrong? What if I look stupid? And, da, 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 da. and then I just, my brain just like, nope, we're done here. And like, it's funny because like, when you have no, when you when you don't have any fear, you just do stuff. When you got fear, well, if I do that, I might get hurt. If I do this, this might happen. And then you go, well, you block yourself in and not doing anything. Yeah, that's like uh, kids and creativity and stuff. You just let kids go and do stuff and mm-hmm. they're fine. But if you start putting doubt in their mind, then they're going to be less free with their ideas and their thoughts and everything. Mm-hmm. So far as the leaves turned on the garage light. It is by my will alone I set my mind in motion. Hmm. You got nothing? Um, I mean, I think it comes, there's a lot of things that go into that, I guess, but it's kind of... So basically, your mind is the most powerful thing you have. Because a thought can be turned into something tangible. Mm-hmm. And it's sheer will alone is allows you to make these ideas. Like, if you don't feel like doing it, and you don't have the willpower to do it, you're not going to create it. So if you can get your mind in motion, anything's possible. Yeah, and I think that goes into a, a lot. I say, I say that a lot. I think that goes into a lot. But um, <clears throat> um, that reminds me of, like, the, the, the techniques and stuff from, like, Goggins and things like that where he's got... The cookie jar and the, uh, what's the other thing he calls it? The, um... Taking souls? Yeah, taking souls. But he, he's got a cookie jar and some other jar, but it's like the fuck you jar, the one where he's like, he either ha- he either can pump himself up by reminding himself of something positive that he mm-hmm. did, or by, na- by pumping himself up by reminding him of something he failed at. Mm-hmm. Little techniques to, to put your mind in motion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, a, like, I've been building these controllers for doing video game stuff, and, um... Like, I've gotten stuck on some stuff, but then, like, a couple of times, like, oh, oh, no, 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 we're getting this done. <laughs> like, I had, to, I had to, basically, I have all this wire, like, 28 gauge and higher, so, like, the stuff is, like, super thin and super annoying. But the guy suggested using these, um, these sheaths that you put the cables through. Well, the wires keep getting stuck in the sheaths. So, I got a bright idea. I got a coffee stirrer, and I pushed it through the thing, and I pushed the wires through the coffee stirrer. I pulled the coffee stirrer on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that got me going. I'm like, oh, no, no, we're getting this done. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes it's fun to have the, to find the hacks. Mm-hmm. Well, that little motivation, because I've, I've been scared to death to wire these things up and do them wrong. Mm-hmm. Because now I got all these pieces printed. It took me a week to print, literally a week to print this stuff. And now i got to put it together and I'll break it. <laughs> First one together, it was kind of jangy. The second one, so much cleaner. Nice. And now I got the motivation. Like I've been, like I built a lot. It took three and a half months the first one. It took literally two days for the second one. Mm-hmm. So that's progress. Yep. <clears throat> the mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. Enjoy the ride, Joe. Enjoy the ride. I don't know if I want to enjoy this ride. <laughs> <laughs> so you're never gonna find the solution. You're gonna die trying. But. The journey is actually the experience that teaches you what you need to know. Yeah, I, I think of um, the thought. The thought just came to me of um, 
you know, when people are doing like a lot of psychedelics and stuff, mm-hmm. they say one of the things that causes a bad experience is the person tries to fight it. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you just go along with it, you have a good time. You got to act like you're in a pool of water and you're sinking down to the bottom and the thoughts are coming by. You don't just grab onto them and try and bring them down with you. You just float on through them. I've heard this multiple times from multiple people. Yeah. Yeah, which is a a, a, a meditation type of thought also is when you, you separate your yourself into the observer and the, the thing being observed, the thoughts are the thing being observed. You're just kind of watching them. Mm-hmm. One of my news techniques in the past six months is... When I lose my shit or I do something that I shouldn't do, I'm like, that wasn't very stoic. <laughs> Lock it down. Anger is a weakness, Joel. Yeah, well, I subside, I subside to that a lot. Me too. It's the fucking nature of being a, what are we, Gen X? Fucking. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed out the fact that our generation hates the, um, the MASH theme song. Just because of all the other shows that were on were like these sitcoms and funny shows and stuff. And then that one came on. It was like nothing else that was on TV. It was just depressing. But I digest. Yes. So my all-time favorite (coughs) quote for the longest time is from the cartoon DuckTales. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's self-explanatory. But I also like the the version I heard from um, Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs. He said, work smarter and harder. I don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the cartoon, he was, I guess he was shoveling coal for a riverboat. And the one guy was like shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. And he built some device with a, like a bike. And the bike, basically, he was pedaling. And the pedals would run, would run the shovel to throw it in the coal in. <laughs> so he's he's doing it. It was a lot easier to do that. And in, I remember I asked my dad, you heard this scope for work hard enough, smart? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> At that point, I, I believe my dad knew everything. And if I asked him a question, he could tell me where it came from. <laughs> Work smarter and harder is the better way. But uh, if you want if you want something done right, ask a lazy engineer because they're only setting it up to do it once. Exactly. The reason I think harder and not smart, the reason I think it's not, not both, because a lot of people will work hard but not get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But by working smarter, like you're you're technically working hard, but you're not working harder. Yeah, but I, I think there's a way to do that. It's like, all right, if you're working smart, then you can work harder also at things that you're being smart about. But that's so the thing. you can get way more done. But you're getting more done by not working as hard. You see what I'm saying? On that one task. But in general, if you can figure out how to, like, like, for example, I automated most of my job. Like, mm-hmm. most of the stuff that I do is, is mind-numbing. But having it automated, my, my coworkers doing this task. It took her two hours to do. I mm-hmm. wrote some scripts. It does it in five minutes. So she's not she doesn't have to work harder. Instead, and work smarter by getting something. Yeah, you work smarter on that. But if you've got four hundred tasks, you see you work smart on one, so you can do the rest of the tasks. See what I'm saying? No, but I'm sure after we listen to I listen to this seven times, <laughs> and about three months late, six months later, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, so it's like all right, you've got all these things, you, and you can do them. One at a time, done, 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 going down the list. Or you can set up something to automate the ones you can so you can work on the other ones. So you're still working hard, but you're also working smart instead of doing them the the, the default way. Find, okay. a, find a smarter way to do it, but it's still, I see now. still working hard. 
Well, that was a lot quicker than the last question he asked me. <laughs> well, last time I remember you, you said you understood it, but I don't think you understood it. <laughs> well, I thought I did. <laughs> Fight Club. This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. Yeah, this is a great reminder. It's like everyone thinks they have all the time in the world to do things. That's why they don't they they don't work smarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they think they they keep putting off the things they want to do, and they they don't realize that the hourglass is ticking. Memento mori, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's only after you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. I remember when this movie came out, and I was thinking about this quote because. Bill had just got lost his job, and he was done with another relationship or whatever, our friend Bill, and he really had nothing going on. I said, well, that just means you're free to do anything. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, you have nothing holding you to do anything. Mm-hmm. You have no attachment. Like, you can build from here. Well, I think one of my favorite things, too, is if you have nothing, you have nothing to lose, which means you could do anything. Exactly. Because, like, I remember a couple of times where I lost my job, I'm like, well, I've got plenty more time to figure this out now. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, the rock bottom is not a, a bad place. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it can be, but it's also a place of infinite growth potential. Yeah. So what is The Edge? So The Edge was a movie with, uh, who was the guy that played Hannibal Lecter? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Anthony Hopkins is a, a millionaire, and Alec Baldwin is dating his daughter. They're going to marry his daughter. They're flying over an airplane. Alec Baldwin works for him. The airplane goes down. They're running around the woods. Uh, <clears throat> Anthony Hopkins was like a self-made man. He was reading all these self-help books and everything. So he was reading all these books about survival in the wilderness, too, he had read. They start getting hunted by a bear. And it's a man-eater. It's tasted human flesh before, so it has acquired the taste. So it's looking for them. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that comes from it is he's trying to convince Alec Baldwin that they can kill this bear. Mm-hmm. Because Alec Baldwin's freaking out because he's like a city guy. He's yeah. Like, well, we can't do it. We can't do it. And he's like, he's like, say it. He's like yelling at him. He's like, say it. Well, one man can do, another man can do. Well, one man can do, another man can do. And it's a great book because it reminds me of the thing when I think I can't do something or I'm not smart enough or I'm not uh, clever enough that if one person already did it, then it can be done. It goes back yeah. to that four-minute mile thing. Yeah. Well, also, like, when I, do, when I used to work at the school district and I was doing repairs and stuff, I have a problem. I can't figure it out. I'm like... Why don't you start typing the words of what I'm looking for? Uh-huh. And sure enough, there's some guy who asked the question like uh, like five minutes to a month earlier, and you read the cues like, "Oh, I did this to fix it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And you start doing it. I'm like, "Well, it worked." Yeah, Will Smith said it. He said, um, "For every problem that you think you have, you're not the only person in the world that had it. Somebody else had it before, and they probably wrote a book about it." Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill the bear. That's the other quote from a. The Edge, I mean, they're both the same kind of quote here, but I'm going to kill the bear. I like that. Sometimes I think of that to pump myself up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this thing's bothering me. This thing's bothering me. What am I going to do? I'm going to kill the bear. Mm-hmm. The one I was thinking that should have made the list, because that's the end of our list here, was uh, from Ender's Game, Which Way is the Enemy's Gate? Mm-hmm. I think of that one all the time, because it was like a reframing question. Because mm-hmm. in the, the book and the movie that everyone was in space, they... They thought that because you went through the gate like a door, that yeah. the enemy's gate was directly across from you, and Ender flipped it. He's like, "No, the enemy's gate is down." Mm-hmm. Well, a quote that I've realized I've, I'm not sure why you didn't put on the list is from one of your favorite TV shows. Work the problem. Work the problem. Yeah, Navy SEALs. Yeah, work the problem. That's that's a good one too. I also like um, another one from that is they they talk about focusing on your what's in your three foot world. 
that's like that's that's the um, you know clean your room before mm-hmm. trying to solve the problems of the world. But work the problem, yeah. Think about what the actual problem is and not what you think the problem is. Mm-hmm. Like I said, one of my my gold star solutions for problems is I can't figure out this problem. How is this problem solving the other problem I've solved? How do I solve that problem? Yeah. How can I can I I can relate that to this problem? Fix it with that solution. What's the uh, the Jack Sparrow quote? Your problem isn't the problem; it's your attitude towards the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many, so many quotes from so many movies that go through your head to mm-hmm. to help you get out of a bad situation. It's like yeah. uh, if you didn't have the 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 upbringing, you probably should have. You were probably raised on TV and movies like mm-hmm. I was, and. Well, I'm going to throw this one out, too. Too Fast, Too Furious. Rome. Do you know who I am? (laughs) I only saw that movie once. Well, they're in a car race, and he's losing. Because, you know who I am? I'm Roman Rome. And he hits the NOS or something, and he he actually beats the guy. (laughs) Starts screaming, do you know who I am? I do that every now and then whenever I'm working on a problem. (laughs) Use it to an object. <laughs> Start yelling at it. They don't know me, son! <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> well, that's actually a Goggins quote, which is non-fiction, so that does not apply to this. <laughs> Goggins, Goggins could probably be a fictional character, too. One, one of these days, they'll put him in, like, Fortnite or whatever one of those games the kids play. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to handle him. <laughs> Goggin should be a character in God of War, just taking souls. <laughs> what you don't know is God of War is based off of Goggins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Goggins wishes Kratos is a fucking monster. <laughs> so what's one thing you're looking forward to in 2022, Eugene? Oh, man, 2022. What could be looked forward to? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have anything really that's that set... That's defined for just this year. My goal this year is to produce more content, not just podcasts. Mm. Get them videos out. I got a book. I got a golden book in the works. A golden book? Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Maybe what the hell is that? What's a golden book? When you're a kid, little books, they're like yay big. Like, probably like five inch by five inch. They had like six pages. It was like some like story. Did you taught you something? Never had a golden book. Wow. You were poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did they have silver books? Or well, you think I was allowed to read to get the free pizza? <laughs> <laughs> you think we had books? Those scholastic did you get a silver? Did you get a silver or copper book instead? <laughs> no. Couldn't afford the gold, so we got the <laughs> copper book. <laughs> but there's a joke that has been floating around this Discord I hang out on. And it's a little, it's a penguin book, and it says "pipe down, cunt." So, I decided to write an internet etiquette book, so the people who are on the internet who think that they've got that that solution, or they're so unique and genuine, and, and not genuine, um, unique in like that that snowflake. Mm-hmm. There's like four thousand more people on the planet like you, so calm down. <laughs> of course, yeah. The likelihood that you're the only person that is like that is ridiculously small. Mm-hmm. What exactly is a Discord? Discord is a server for for chat. So like you can have you make you create a Discord account and you can connect there to the servers and stuff. It's kind of like an IRC for video like games, a, like a chat room from back in the day. Well, it's a mixture of chat and video and audio and stuff. Uh, so like a lot of games don't have audio, 
So, like, you use Discord to get on the same server and you can coordinate your attacks and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So, one day, the Mention Machine will have its own Discord channel. <laughs> Mark my words. We'll just have people calling us live. That might happen. <laughs> that might be a 2023 tour project. Portland has the cleanest fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> I need to... Um, Make the library for the with the website. I've been slacking. Yeah, we haven't done much with the website. We uh, we should have been should have had that done while we were on hiatus here from podcasting. Yeah. But but that's all I got for now. So good night, folks. Have a fun one. That wraps up another episode of the Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit TheMentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557.